Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 217. Today's episode begins a new series, Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game. It's played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is... Planetfall. A hundred thousand lucky humans leave Earth to settle the planet Chiron in the Alpha Centauri system. Among their number are O.A. Cleve Cleveland, a survivalist hired by the Santiago conglomerate to act as a wilderness guide, and Mariah Esteban Thorne, a stowaway eager to see the new world, but unable to talk his way into a legitimate spot in the expedition. Due to unforeseen events, Mariah and Cleve awake from cryosleep, separated from the rest of the explorers. What they find when they venture out into the wilds of Chiron is an exciting new planet to which humanity has brought all its old flaws. Danielle is the GM of this campaign, and you may notice that she sounds a little different now than she does when playing Trick in our Westnoth campaign, or when GMing our Starcraft campaign, both of which were recorded a few years ago, before she transitioned. She sometimes will have behind-the-scenes information to share on this campaign. Stick around after the episode for some GM notes, if you're interested. For background on our characters, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can also listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of this and our other stories. The write-ups of this campaign will primarily be from Mariah's point of view. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. After years of jamming, finally the time has come to play. Yes, welcome to Alpha Centauri, our newest campaign. We join the adventures of Mariah and... I mean, I have to not say, like, Carrie. Cleve. I'm going to say Cleve and Mariah. I have to start that way. You worry about saying Mariah and Carrie? Yes, I do! <laughs> right, Cleve and Mariah. Yes, both of you managed to acquire passage on the ship uh, that was going to Alpha Centauri, by whatever means. You were knocked out the whole time. Cryopod, you have no idea. Were we put in the cryopods like prior to launch? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so no one, except for like some very skeleton maintenance crew who would get on later, uh, would be awake at that time. Uh, is that true for you as well, Mariah? Well, that's a good question. Do you want some sort of role? Uh, sure. Whatever skill you use to like get on and get in your position. And How did Mariah get this pod? One, one role, one skill. Mariah used his networking abilities to learn the necessary things in order to, like, find out, I'm going to say, like, where the backup pods were, like, Mm. because there would have to be some for maintenance purposes. Mm -hmm. And so stealth, completely not Mariah's thing, but there would have had to be some component of, uh, no, I was going to say there'd have to be some component of stealth to get in, but I think Mariah, it would be cool. It would be like, I belong here. Yep, type. yep, yep. Okay. So I can make a cool check. Yes, give me an average cool check. All right. You've got on the ship. doesn't matter if you succeed, fail. Like, if you fail, oh, I'm sorry. Mariah's just not there. <laughs> He'll catch up with us in 100 years. All right. Murder. Well, you are cool. Yes, uh, Mariah has four presents. Okay. And has five successes and an advantage on this check. Many successes, one advantage. No one gives you any trouble. I will say, as you were walking by one of the halls, you could have sworn you saw your supervisor going down another hall, but you only saw it briefly, 
And Ooh, I didn't think he had a slot on this. No, you know for a fact he didn't. He was complaining about this rather loudly. What's Division Manager Morgan doing here then? Maybe checking some last things. But the klaxon goes off, and it's like last, like last call equivalent. Yep. Okay. Cleve's gonna get on like. Unless anybody stops him, he's going to basically, for his employers, he's going to be the last one in the crowd pod. He's going to watch. He doesn't necessarily know what they're doing, but he's going to watch very yep. closely yep. to make so, sure everything seems like they're crossing, the, like they're marking all their little things on their checklist or absolutely. whatever they do. Absolutely. Um, give me a, what kind of skill do you think? I guess that'd be perception, wouldn't it? Yeah, this mm-hmm. sounds like perception. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're double checking, you're making sure, be mindful, average. Oh. And the Santiago family isn't huge, but there's several different members of them. Yeah, I mean, probably it's more likely to make them make mistakes than not, but he's yep, yep. to watch. <laughs> he succeeds. Okay. That's all, though. No, 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 no. It, like, it looks all above board here. Okay. Um, They got all their things in order. Like, they're a wealthy, powerful family, so they have, like, a nice, almost separate room where their pods are going to be. Right, right. Um, There's a variety of age ranges of the Santiago family. There's some more, like, elder scions. There's a few kids, there aren't a ton of children coming on this journey, but there's a, a small number of young adults too. Uh, everyone seems to be in order, people are excited. Whoever like your point of contact was, like, we don't even pinpointed that, they, they shake your hand, like, thank you very much. We'll see you on the other side. Like, they think your birth is like down the hall. Like, you're not in the same room. <laughs> you're in the right. servant's quarters. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, they tell you to like, give them a call as soon as you wake up. Um, yeah, once they're all in the pods, that's when... He's comfortable leaving, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, they definitely do that. The techs are all there, too. They're making sure it's all good. And they, they direct you down the hall. Like, oh, yeah, like, down maintenance. You go to... It's a long hall. You go down several floors into a room that's not nearly... It's not nearly as nicely as the point you did. Like, the Santiago family, they're going to wake up in their pods, and it's going to be nice in the room. All right. their things are there. You're in, like, you utility. you more Far more utilitarian. Um, yeah. It's not natural like a, at all. Like a proper place. Like, with some usefulness? It is, but, like, it's also not natural at all. Like, Cleve's someone who is more comfortable being outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not a ton of stuff here, but you got your basic stuff, like your rucksack with all your, your things. Like, your most important things, you know, you keep almost literally on your person. Yeah. So you just, just in case, even though you've, you've checked everything. Is Cleve a cargo pants kind of guy? Yeah. I feel like that would be a very useful thing to do. Unless they get caught on things, then I'll... Probably rip those pockets off. <laughs> uh, no, cargo pants generally don't get caught on things. <laughs> you see someone in here, like a couple of the pods are still empty. Mm-hmm. There is someone uh, already in one of the pods, and there's yours, your mark right there, so you got it. Okay. It was you all, and like the text there, like quickly just running through, because like, again, you're not the fancy uh, family. They're like, okay, put your stuff in here, get in, go. They like they have a checklist they run you through. Like, uh, I don't, How does that feel, have like a nice checklist? Is that good for Cleve? Checklists are... Mm, is that calming, or is that like... I mean, I think checklists are good, but he's going to watch to make sure they're going through the list, right? Like, he makes sure they don't stick like, anything on the list. If they've got a checklist, that must be for a reason. Okay, I like that. Yeah. No, they're not going to do their job right. Uh, there's a second where you think, like, they're skipping something, but really, like, it, the person just gets distracted for a second, and they yeah. have to look back, and they're like, where were we? Oh, yeah, right here. I mean, I don't want to wake up in the middle of this thing. Uh, yeah, and they tell you everything late. in order. I don't want to wake up late or early. <laughs> they like, you're not going to wake up late. It's all been very well tested. We assure you it's not going to be a problem. You'll get there. They tell you, like, where to go on the ship on landing. Yeah, they give you some instructions on where to check any information. Like, when you wake up, you might be groggy. Things might not make perfect sense. That's okay. Uh, they just, they try to reassure everyone, but it's, clearly they give this kind of speech hundreds and hundreds of times. So, like, it sounds very perfunctory in a way. 
Okay, yeah, Cleve is going to write this down in his journal because he's assuming that after 100 years he might not remember these instructions. Yes, yeah, you know, it's a possibility. Um, and they say in your room, uh, not all the pods are expected to be full, so don't necessarily expect that you're going to know all these people. Okay. They're not full? Is that what he's... There's the we have to pods? have a certain number of backup pods just in case something happens. Okay. Don't worry, we've, we've accounted for all that. You don't have to worry about that part. Do the backup pods look different or anything? They look just like... No, they don't. Okay. Um, their stand, sort of your standard issue pod is the equivalent of a backup pod. Okay. Uh, yeah, and there won't be any issues along the, the journey. So just, you know, rest well, have a safe trip. Okay. Is there any way for me before... Somehow <laughs> he's very suspicious, I decided. Before he's in to make like a little... Does he have a pencil or something? Pencil on his person. Make a little mark in this pod because he wants to know if somebody moves him in the m- middle of the thing. You want to make a mark, like, on the where the pod connects to the floor? Just, I mean, on in the oh. inside, so when he goes up, he opens up, he knows that he's in the same pod that oh. he went to sleep uh, in. Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know why he's so suspicious, That's but fine. I think the backup pods made him think that... It's like when you lay hair across the door to, like, make sure you can tell whether it's been open or not. Yeah. It's just, like, the fact that they have backups is suspicious. Yeah. And, like, really, that's just a nice, a good thing to have just in case. Yeah, no, Why no. does the ship have lifeboats, you know? <laughs> but if, wouldn't you want to know if somebody moved you in the middle of it? Like, something happened to your pod? You might would you? Know. Or would you rather be blissfully ignorant? I think you might want to know. Cleve is the kind of person who would want to know. Anyway. That's because like, if you're a PC, you would want to that's, know. <laughs> that's what's Cleve is, is running through Cleve's head as the, like, cryoserums inject him. Fades off into sleep, unconscious. Your ship travels. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mariah, there's a guy with a, like a really nice mustache, facial hair in general. Yeah, I, I decided on the way over. He's got basically a beard and mustache, but it's one of those like old timey like you've got the old timey mustache, but it's basically like instead of trimming his must his beard, mostly he just like shaves it down to the mustache and then just lets it grow. So the mustache is a little more prominent, but he usually has a beard because who has time yep. to shave? Uh, Maybe he shaved before he got in because he figured his hair would grow. I mean, his hair would grow, right? In the uh, no, they tell you that it'll be mostly stable. There might be some growth or other. Okay, perfect, excellent. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's that person. <laughs> Come out with giant fingernails. And... <laughs> there's an older person uh, in another pod. Uh, one of the other pods still isn't isn't occupied yet. And there's a pod that you've identified. So you've gotten in there. Okay. You know what the checklist is because you've probably, you've talked I, about I, it. I, yes, I probably like. Gone over it with nervous clients. Yeah, yeah. This pod looks totally fine, and so you you step through the checklist and everything seems totally fine. So don't even don't even worry about it. I'll just I'll pay for that. Don't even worry about it. That's that's fine if you want to flip a point to say my pod is not fine. Um, it's only fair, I think. It's the cost of smuggling myself on this journey. Yes, you go to sleep, and when you oh, both of you wake up at the, about the same time, you see your warning: emergency cryopod opening. Please proceed to the nearest muster point. And this is like repeating. And your pods. Are there lights flashing? Uh, not really. In is there light at all? There's very, very dim light, like from a computer console. I don't remember. You're a little groggy. I don't remember anything about a muster point. They told you where to head in the ship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, muster point. Not mustard point. You wake up groggy. Yeah, you're kind of you, groggy. I'm hungry. You are... Do you need any sort of resilience check or anything from us waking up groggy? Um, sure. Give me an average resilience check, each of you. Let me uh, enjoy having three brawn. Three brawn! Mariah hawks out! Very charmingly, I might add. Frankly. Yeah, but looks great. I succeed the resilience check. Okay. Okay, I succeed. You're both, you, you shake it off within a few seconds. Right. As the alarm, like, fades, 
Like you, and it fades out like a like a radio that's gone bad. Are you saying that it's repeating its message, but each time it's kind of getting broken sounding, or yes, stopped? more like that. Okay. It it cuts off after not much longer, and you your pods are open. You can like sit up, whatever the injection thing, uh, pop out. You're you're in the room that you were in. Okay, and there's only faint light. Yeah, there's faint like terminal light. You can make out the shape of each other. So, but you had said that there was more people being transported in this room than just us. Yeah, there were at least two other pods. And there was at least one other person in those pods when both of you arrived. So if we're sitting up in this faint light, can we see how many pods have opened? Like, uh, yes. Are those other people's pods also open? Those pods are also opening, yes. You only see one other, you see only one other shape, each other. Also. Okay. But the lights went out. The lights are mostly out. There's still like some computer consoles. Actually, um, you, Clee, probably have a slightly better view. From the other shape, you can see like a yellow light flashing on that person's pod. Okay. I guess I'll reach into my bag for, reach around for my bag for my flashlight, which I'm sure is right where I left it. You go like your your like backpack would be in your personal things right under and... Yeah. So it was under in the pod. It'd be like under the, the pod, yeah, like your personal storage, because that doesn't need to be like cryo-protected. Right, right. Uh, there's nothing there. No backpack. Whatever you have in your character sheet is whatever you have, essentially. Yeah, okay. Yep. So all this nice stuff. Yeah, you had a very nice survival flashlight. It was well packed. Do you say so myself? Both of you give me one die perception checks. I have success with one advantage. Success with one advantage. I have an advantage. Okay. You see a small light flashing on yours, Cleve, uh-huh. but you're not, you don't remember that being part of the checklist. Right. And it's like, it's like a green light. Mariah. Yes, you see a yellow light on your pod that's like, Somewhat larger that you recognize as like, oh, a warning. Not like an air. Okay. Um, it says breach detected. Pod integrity uh, okay. damaged. Or pod integrity not guaranteed. Okay. So um, Mariah's like kind of leaning over the side of his pod and he's just like, I hope that's because it just opened now. Don't see this on the other person's pod. They have a small, they have a small green light. that. Okay. Are there any doors opening or whatever, or were the doors all automatic? Uh, there is a door that would go out to the rest of the ship. It's not open. You smell smoke? Give me a, uh, a hard perception check. So it sounds like this seems odd. Like, it doesn't like... I don't know why you would think that. When we got in, is it like the same situation when we got out? Like, but it's very dark. It's the same room. It's definitely the same room. No, no, I mean like... When we got in the pods, I'm assuming there's lights on. Like, oh, yeah, the absolutely. environment's exactly the same on. when we open. Yeah, so now, like, it's dark. Is it, okay. That's... The air definitely has a mustiness to it. Okay. that much, but... Okay, okay. But you can you can make your perception check hard. The other pods that opened... Yes. Do they also have flashing lights on them? Not really. You can see the, only the, ba- the glow of, like, a basic terminal. So they don't have the green light that Glee's pod has? Correct. And they don't have the yellow light that mine does? Correct. Two advantages, so I don't know, but... It seems different than when we went in. But... Yeah, it's an unfamiliar smell a okay. little bit, but it, and it's not potent right, right now. Right, right, okay. So it might be something outside. It doesn't smell like chemical burn or wood burn or, and like, Cleve's pretty good. Cleve could probably name like elm burning versus hickory. <laughs> Cherry. Yeah, none of that. Um, you At this point, you've each like noticed each other. Your eyes have acclimated a little bit. Okay. Um, yes, you are each the only others. Everybody all right? I'm all right, but... The pods over there that open don't have lights flashing on them. Are they supposed to? Well, also, nobody's answering us from over there. 
So I'm I'll guessing look. maybe not all right. You go look. Um, yes. In one of the pods that you know a person was in, there is a skeleton. A, a skeleton? Picked clean. Is the pod open at all? Pod's open now, yeah. Oh, okay, so the pod was open. I was like, wait, how did it become a skeleton? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other pod is just empty. And at this point, Raya, I would like a fear check, I think. Because you are in a tight and closed space. And that is not your thing. Is that correct? I'm not alone, though. You're not alone. Uh, would a one-die fear check? I'll take a one-die fear check because it's dark. I fail with one advantage. Okay, if you need to recover strain, you can do that. I do not need to recover strain. Okay, you can take a blue die in your next action, whatever that is. But this is, it's giving those vibes. You do feel better because there is someone else with you. Um, right. You don't know them. But something is going wrong. If Cleve has just said that there's a skeleton there. <laughs> yeah, something is going wrong, and you don't know where you are. Okay, my stuff that I wanted to bring along. Did that go into the pod with me? Anything on your character sheet you have access to? Was there other stuff that you thought Mariah would have? No, no, I was just, you made it sound like anything that got like stashed under the pods was gone. That happened to Cleve, you don't know if that happened to everyone. And like, I was trying to think like, if were we all just getting into these pods kind of like just in our street clothes and stuff? They told you to wear comfortable clothes, yes. Okay, I just have like a satchel and my cane, and I could have had those both in the pod with me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, I will get out of the pod very slowly and carefully, uh, since there's very little light in here. Um, I am interested in making my way towards where I remember the door was. Yep, you can stumble that way. And it's like classic uh, like Star Trek-style doors. It's the style. Do they open when I They approach? do not open. Okay. So I'm looking for a control panel. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a control panel uh, in the room. The one with the skeleton in it, I ask Cleve, uh, who is looking at the skeleton, like, is there any indication that there was problems with that pod? Like, it's open because ours are opened, too. Like, these things are automatically opened. But is there any signs? Well, there's, there's a skeleton in there. Is there any, like, droppings of an animal? Like, versus, like, bacteria decomposed sungs versus, like, creatures came in and ate the person. I mean, I can look. Let's see if I can tell if it was eaten. Yeah, that sounds like a survival. Yeah. Uh, can I check? I'm like, well, I don't think it worked out. Yeah, give me an average. Um, and take a black die just because it's so dark and it's not clear what's going on. And I'd say, like, there's, like, a little bit of nervousness in Mariah's voice as, like, are there creatures in here with us? Why would there be creatures in here? You're the one looking at a skeleton. I ate one success. Okay, just one success? Yeah. Um, yes, you're not 100% sure. It doesn't look gnawed on, yeah. but it is fully decomposed. Um, and there's just bones left. I mean, nothing's eating at it, but the doors are closed. I don't know how they'd get in. Yeah, I would say your assessment is that, like, the pot opened, but this must have happened over a long time. So this person must have had an issue either with their pod or something happened. You're not 100% sure. This guy's pod must have failed right after we left. This is a long time. Whereas mine is only failing recently. <laughs> you're not 100% sure? Um, you're at a terminal? Yeah. You want a computer? Wait, how are the bones laid out? Are they, like, disturbed? Or are they, like... Not especially. I mean, okay. As though someone would be, like, sleeping. And more or less in a similar, uh, a similar kind of fashion. Okay. I don't think we crashed. Alright. My computer is only two greens. I have a boost because you said I could for my advantage, but I also have a setback because I'm afraid in here. Mm -hmm. um, this is an easy check. You actually have a... You have some form of login. 
Okay. I'm going to flip a story point here. Okay. Because I did spend a lot of time probably like going over documents and like related to assuring people like, oh yes, the computer systems are quite reliable. So two advantages with my success. Two successes with an advantage? Yes. Okay. Yes, you are able to get into the computer system just a little bit. If this isn't like full shipwide network, this is kind of the local uh, things. You can quickly get a rundown. Like, yes, the door is locked. Like, you go to like open the door. Like, eh, 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 eh. Um, it says to call a maintenance tech. Uh, the network connection is definitely severed, or like for whatever reason you can't reach out uh, at all. You do have an accurate reading of the date though, which is thirty years later than it's supposed to be. Can I control any of the things in the room? Like, can I turn the lights on in the room? Uh, you go to turn the lights on, and like, there's a flicker, and like one of the lights sparks out. It doesn't seem like you really have. You only have very basic of emergency power. Uh, you can see. What is it like the passenger list for this room, though? Okay, so who's the skeleton? There's uh, a slot for Cleave. There's a slot for one empty pod, which you know you stole. Or yeah, yeah. And there were two other pods. One of them was for Sylvia. Stan- the person's dead. <laughs> um, and there was one other pod. Which is empty. So who is listed there? That is listed as Morgan. As Wadwudike Morgan. Wadwudike? Yes. Also, but listed, not snuck aboard. Okay. Um, you had an advantage? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's definitely like the last one added. Okay. Wadwudike got himself a slot right at the very end. Okay. So you told me that the screen said that I should call maintenance because the door is jammed. Yep. Does it have like... There's like an intercom. There's there's no response. Is there no like static on the line at all, or is it just nobody's answering? The line seems dead. Okay. Is your your best understanding at this point? Okay. Okay, then I'll bang on the door. Hey, give me a door vigilance ba- check, actually. Door banging. Door banging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me like a two purple vigilance check. Um, I succeed. It doesn't sound hollow on the other side. Like banging on a door should give you a nice reverb. This is like banging on a wall. What, what was on the other side of it? when? It, like, it was like a hallway. Okay, so it's what kind of door is... Like, it's metal. Okay, so it's not the kind of thing that I would expect would have... It's not like a sealed, sealed vault or something? It's not a sealed vault, uh, per se, no. But it provides us some level of protection. Um, there's... I forget what I mentioned. Uh, there's a enormous like rumbling that suddenly goes on. You can feel tremors. There's a story points worth of rumbling. It's got to be serious. I saw my bang on a door. <laughs> you feel a certain narrative uh, power come over the room. All right. It's dark in here. Yep. I'll take a two purple knowledge human or knowledge chiron. No choice. For both of us or just for... Either one of you. Okay. Failed but two advantages. Failed but two advantages. Okay. Which one were you trying? I would say human. I don't know that I have any information about this place. You're not sure if that's like an earthquake or a chiron quake, whatever the equivalent would be. Right. Or like something that's happening in the ship and it's falling apart or... Yeah. You feel gravity. Are we in space? You don't think so. You feel gravity and artificial gravity was not part of the package. So because of the fear die, I failed this check. And I have two threads. You have two threads. And this door won't open. And it sounds heavy on the other side and there's rumbling. Like now I'm starting to feel like I'm trapped underground and now I'm starting to... It does, it does kind of feel that way. Uh, there's a another bigger rumble comes along, and I would like 
to purple coordination or vigilance checks as the roof starts to collapse. Okay. The ceiling is collapsing. Yes. All right. And it's your choice between those two two skills, certainly. I will go with vigilance. Whether you're hopefully paying attention or hopefully just click on the feet. I'm going to spend a story point. Oh, I should have done that failed. But two more advantages. You fail to uh, take a blue die because you've had the advantages. Okay. Add a blue die to this roll, I mean. Because you had, oh, the, you okay. had the advantages before that we didn't I don't know that's going to help, but. Oh, it did! Okay. Uh, no, actually, I still failed, but oh, I, well. I have three advantages. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, you are getting. Mariah succeeds the vigilance. Check. Mariah succeeds. The vigilance, you spot it coming, step away quick enough, but you don't have time to shout a warning to Cleave. Uh, you are getting hit by like a steel girder, okay. Cleave. Or I should say, attacked by. Not... Mm-hmm. You do have three advantages, so you'll, I'll throw in some defense for you. It's falling from the ceiling. Do you have any defense, actually? No. Okay. Wow. That actually, uh... Okay. Girder comes down right next to you. Shocks you for a second, but you don't actually get hit by it. But it, you know, like, you intellectually know that could have hit you. You were not fast enough. You weren't paying close enough attention. Right. You just got lucky this time. Right. I need to figure out this guy's cursing um, style. Gone it. <laughs> uh, did the collapsing girder let in light? Yes, there is some faint sunlight coming in from up high. Ah, okay. So we have a route out at least, maybe. All right. I wonder where my bag went. Or my rucksack? Is that what rucksack? You probably say rucksack. Where my sack went. Or your kit, possibly even, you would just say. Yeah, okay. I wonder where my kit went. Because I had rope in there. Yeah, definitely not here. How high is the ceiling? I mean, we have this girder, surely. We can use that to our advantage. That will definitely help you. Um, it's actually pretty high. It was probably like mm, 12 feet. Okay. So higher than you can just... Well, maybe is higher the, than someone can drum. Is the girder still kind of like a, di- a slide? Like a diagonal? It is. It might be a little perilous, but that could definitely work your way up. Okay. Well, can I make an athletics check? Yes. Have you ever done this before? Climbed up a girder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to do. But yes. <laughs> I think right, this is <laughs> average difficulty. Wait, do you have a cane because you have a limp? Uh, you have not observed a limp from Mariah, but okay. we also haven't moved around a whole lot. Right, right, right. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, if it was going to show that you have, if um, you have a leg injury, or if you just have a cane for fashion. And uh, Mariah does, like, put his cane through a loop on his, like, satchel. Okay. Like, in order to climb up. Okay. So that he has both hands free. Okay, so it's two purples to climb up the slide, and I have a setback die. Yep. Do I still have it? There's sunlight now, and the way well, out. Once you get out, okay. you can... <laughs> a lot of bad things could still happen. I'm going to use a story point. Mm-hmm. I would very much like to be in sunlight, not down here. All right, there's one threat. I can take that as strain if you want. Yes, as the girder is not completely stable, but you do manage, Mariah, to get up to the top... We'll get on to what you see there in a second. Cleave. I guess I'm going up too. Alright, you can make the same uh, two purple. Do you need your hands for it? I mean, that definitely makes it a lot easier. Okay. Can I help? How are you? Like, I'm, I made it out, so mm-hmm. like I could lean down and... Yeah, and so you can like, provide through, a, so. a blue die. Alright, so climbing is athletics? Uh, in this case, yes. Okay. Two purples, please. Oh! I... <laughs> That's I triumph! But... Do you succeed? No. One advantage. So failure is one advantage. You do have that triumph. Yeah. Okay. It might be that... Uh, actually, Cleve probably doesn't weigh more than Mariah. Mariah's got more brawn. But it 
the girder doesn't take it, and the girder collapses. Okay. You're not injured. You're still relatively low on. Right. The advantage is that you don't get hurt by it right. as it's coming down. The triumph is, so it hits part of your pod, part of your pod, please. Right. Which is like, oh, it kind of smashes it, and like, that's not good. Yeah. Um, but it starts, say, like, playing a uh, sound. It's like, playing audio recording, one new message received. And it gives a date from, like, 30 years ago? Well, I don't know that it's actually 30 years ago, because I didn't see the date on the computer. Okay, you're right. It gives yeah. a date from approximately what they told you the date would be when you got here. Okay, okay. Like, 2200, whatever... Uh, about that time frame? Right. Okay, I wasn't intentionally withholding that information. Okay. So if I can hear that thing playing as well... I, then, I think you can, yes. Then I would say, oh, that's from when we were supposed to wake up. We overslept 30 years. Checklist my ass. <laughs> yes. It's like, message from S. Roz. To, oh, okay. Uh, to, uh, I guess I wouldn't say Cleve, but it would give your... Oh, uh, well, it's going to say my full name probably. Well, not, to O. Cleveland... Sure. You're yeah, I mean, Augustus, however, right? however the system works. Yeah, like, that's I mean, how I'm the system not, works. I'm not necessarily expecting my name to stay a secret forever, but... Well, it just says, oh, Cleveland. Right. Cleve, Cleve, this is Roz, Roz. Something went wrong, okay? The captain is dead. I repeat, captain is dead. Look, last person I saw went in there, some some guy named Morgan. I don't know, look, I, I gotta go, I gotta go. Listen, when you wake up, come find me. Here's my public key. Shh, I gotta clear this. Hang on, I'm sending you this data. This is the, the verified record. That Morgan was the last person to enter the captain's room. Oh, they're already tracking me. I gotta go. I gotta find me. Use my public key. Shh. Message deleted. Okay. I guess I'll take... What's the public <laughs> you, key format? Yeah, yeah, what you, is that? Uh, you've got a way to is that a securely send a message to Roz. Okay. Okay. And you've got whatever this, like, verif- like electronically verified that, like, on the door logs, some person named Morgan was the last person to Okay, the so then... Make sure I'm understanding this public key is what? It's like on a thumb drive? It's just like a set of words? What um, is the... the yeah, yeah. Let's say it's on like a thumb drive. Okay. All right. So I guess I put that in my... Or do I... Do we? Are we all chipped? I just download it onto my chip? Uh, nope. You just okay. carry that around. Okay. <laughs> Mariah like sticks his head back through the hole in the ceiling and it's like, did that recording just say Morgan killed the captain? Uh, sounds like it. Recording said that Morgan was the last person... To officially see the captain, according to the door logs. Do you know Morgan? This Morgan person? Uh, well, Vudike Morgan w- was in the chain of command above me, but th- that's like HR type role. Like how Mariah says chain of command? Yeah, chain of, it's not, that's not the right word. Uh, or chart. Oh, the like hierarchy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Well, Vudike Morgan was higher than me on, on the org chart, but that's like the HR type branch, so... He wasn't supposed to be on the ship. He hadn't gotten a berth. But he, he was... Like, maybe we can talk about this after we get you up here. Um, I guess that, that girder's not going to help anymore, huh? It's probably too heavy to just, like, hoist back up. Okay, what if you, like, stand on one of the the cryo beds mm-hmm. and raise feet? your arms? Is that enough that if I lean down and lower my arms, we can, like, grab wrists? Yes, that would be enough. So then that's an athletics check for me. To pull him up? Um, just it is a combined athletics check. Okay. All right. That's what However I you want to roll. Whoever wants to roll. Do you have athletics as a skill? Uh, I do. Okay. I don't, but I have more brawn than you do. So you can roll two greens and a yellow. I do all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah's a little younger. Still got that 
Maya's like mid twenties. Maya's mid twenties. But you're yeah. a big guy. Is that the deal? Or I'm not a big good? guy. I have. I think Mariah is just like kind of built. Not not like he doesn't look super big, huge. He's not super tall, but. Raya does go to the gym. Yeah. When you live in a place that has a gym, so he's not like ripped. He takes care of himself. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll help. So is it still two purples? Yes. All right. I'd say Mariah's fit. Yes. In terms of his strength. I succeed. We succeed. We succeed. With uh, two advantages. All right. With your powers combined, <laughs> Mariah is able to hoist him, hoist Cleave up most of the way, and then Cleave can get another arm on there. And together, you're able to get out. So what is out here? Okay. You're not outside. Your fear is gone. Okay. Because there's plenty of sunlight. You can see, like, half old sunlight uh, coming in. There's a lot of, like, wooden-seeming material uh, around you. Also... The end of an encounter, so roll some cool or discipline to recover strength. Oh, thank you. I had suffered strength. Please, please, you're totally good. Yeah. <laughs> what do, where are we? We're in a hall? We're outside? No, you're, you're, it's kind of outside. It's like vaguely wooden. I would say give me a give me a knowledge Chiron check. Two, Two purples, please. Is this a career skill for anyone? It's not yet. Okay. Oh, right, but it will become one. I fail. I succeed, but I have two threats. Okay, that's, I can work with that. Uh, Mariah, you feel like... So your leg normally like often feels like a throbbing, or whatever the, the pain that you feel is. Okay, yeah. Um, you feel that for a second, but then it, like, it kind of washes away, but it's it's unusual, and like you would learn to manage, mm-hmm. and this is just something different, and you're not sure what that means. Okay. Is that what these threats are? That's what those threats are. You're going to take a couple strain. Okay, and uh, that's that. how you're describing the strain. Yeah, it's... This is a good it's time. an unfamiliar sensation. Right. This is a good time for me to ask you then how many doses of room I have. You had said I might have to make a roll to determine that. Yes. Let's deal with the fact that you succeed here first. Okay. Uh, you succeeded this. You read the literature. There were some initial scans of the planet that that information was sent back to Earth that you have. This definitely looks like almost like a nest more. The planet was determined that there was some native species of life, but there, no one knew what exactly. Some sort of, like, mushroom, like, imagine, like, mushrooms are growing, growing like trees. That's kind of what it looks like here. But it's, like, a, now this is, like, made into a nest, so, like, most of the sun is blocked out, but not entirely. So did we climb out of the ship? Out of the human-manufactured? Yes. Out of the earthbound vessel. You are now, in some sense, outside. In- but it's just, like, you're mostly encased in this, this nest, though. So we might be up in a fungus tree? It's possible you're up at Fungus Tree. It does, this looks somehow created, not by an intelligent creature. Uh, more oh. likely, like, a bird nest would be okay. the, the closest equivalent. Is it a big enough area I can pull my rifle out? You've got to pull your rifle out. You can walk around. <laughs> you pull out your rifle, but I, like, eyes go wide in, like, wonder, kind of. And, like, I'm totally, like, not tearing it apart, but, like, hey. you know, feeling it and, like, this is alien life. Nobody on Earth has ever seen this. This is amazing. And we have, well, I don't. I guess I haven't put together the time difference, but we have this marauding HR person who's doing terrible exit interviews. I guess being in a nest is not also a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> you did succeed, Mariah. There also looks like, your initial assessment, like there's some like bread-sized rocks in this nest as well. And as you look at them, you think about it for a while, and you're like, those are probably... Eggs of some kind. Oh. Like, Dr. Sky probably talked okay. to you about, like, yeah. oh, there's probably something equivalent to eggs. We don't know if there's going to be birds. Is we don't it... know what the 
Yeah. It's going to look like exactly. But if this is nest-like, then it is a conceivable place for raising young, so... You said egg-like? Red-sized. Okay. I wanted to like, give you a sense of how big Loaf of bread size. Yes. Okay. And is there an obvious exit to this nest? Like, is this sort of, like, the kind of nest that has, like, a, like, tunnel going to be able to reach the interior? Uh, give is it a me... cavity nest? Is it a platform nest? Is it... Yes, yes, yes. Each of you give me a two purple perception check. And I would like you to do this independently. Two purple perception. Do I use survival for this piece or no? I'm not clear um... where that would, if that would apply or not. Just being in a nest. You know what? Sure. Two advantages. Failure with two advantages. So just trying to guess where the opening is based on the structure of the nest is not helping. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're looking around, Cleve, and like there's this nest is like a mess of different but my, things. But my length of rope is probably woven into it, so such that you cannot pull like, it. Out. For a second, it does look like, oh, is that your rope? And you're like you're tracing it along, and like you do see like ah, your rucksack. You go to like grab it, and like something yanks it away. Oh. Like outside the nest. Okay. Um, and it's just. This is absurd. It's almost like it's... Yeah, something yanked it away. Something falls out, though. Okay. Which we'll get to in a second. I succeeded my perception check. You succeeded your perception check. You were noticing, like, there's all this natural equipment. There's also a small amount of, like, trash. In general, like, nothing of note, but, like, oh, yes, there's, like, a piece of plastic. There's a piece of other stuff. There's human detritus. human detritus as well. Uh, There's also, like, just happens to be embedded in, like, one of these nest-like walls... It looks like a little flyer that's in relatively good shape. Um, like, it doesn't look like it's been here for 30-plus years. Okay. Can I read anything off of it? Yes. It says, Join Morgan Industries Fungus Removal Team, now offering 10% extra debt repayment ratio. And it's like, it's got some number to call. Can I extract that? Yeah, you can take that. Ah, it's been here for a little bit, but not, like, super degraded. Is there anything... There's a... Essentially a phone number on it, but this thing is not, like, dated or anything like that. Or No, I don't. And it, it might be you don't have the whole thing. There isn't, like, limited time offer when it expires. <laughs> I guess I didn't get advantages. No, you didn't get advantages, so that you have that. Okay. Well, this doesn't look too old. I say, like, holding up a flyer, and it's got Morgan's name on it. So it sounds like he's at least still active and running a company here. I wonder what mold removal means. Fungus removal. Oh, what fungus removal means. Well, uh, did you read any of the, uh, like, the copy on the expected life forms on this planet? Do you think it's literally fungus removal or similar to what he did to the captain? Ooh. <laughs> I was going to, like, tap at the... Fungus removal specialist. <laughs> <laughs> With my cane, I kind of, like, tap at, like, what's making the nest all around us. And I, I say, like... A lot of this stuff could be considered fungus of one form or another, potentially. That's true. Uh, Cleve. Uh-huh. I said something else fell out. Yes. You're not quite sure how to describe it. Like, looks vaguely like a radio or a piece of okay. technological equipment. Does it look anything like anything I had in there already? No, you definitely, like, you know all the things you had. Like, okay, okay. You don't have the list, but you know there was a list. Okay, this so, is definitely not but I list. know that for sure this is my rucksack, or my sack? Oh, yeah, kit, you saw your Huh? You saw... Oh, it has my name on it. Okay. Yes, it's got Cleveland on it because you put your, your full name properly on the rucksack because that's what you were taught to do. Right, right, right. And like that got yanked away. This fell out. This item is not yours. Okay. Maybe it was left for you by that Roz person. Right. Um, yeah, I'll pick it up. Uh, yeah, it's unusually light. Cool to touch, like sort of metallic. You're not 100% sure. It's got some sort of buttons, but you do not know what's going on. Give me a three purple... Knowledge Progenitor. Okay. Do you know what this thing is? No. Okay. 
I'll give you a blue die, actually, because you think it's from Ronis. Okay. You have two story points available, if you wish. Um, yeah, we might need that. I mean, I didn't know if it was just a piece of technology. I don't know. Ronis is pretty smart, so who knows where it came from. It could just be an iPhone for all I know. That's true. So what advantage? You cannot confirm what this is for sure. Okay. It looks like it's maybe some kind of, like, emitter or transceiver. Something in that family is what you would guess. Some okay. Sort of, this emits some kind of signal, probably. Is there any spot for my thumb drive? No. Okay. I guess I'll just put it in my... Pocket? Your cargo pants? I was just trying to decide if it was if it's a tracker, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, we gotta get back in touch with humans somehow. Yeah. You said it's 30 years? That's what the clock on the computer in our room said. Like so, this Morgan killed the captain. 30-ish years ago, I guess. And left us here for 30 freaking years. Well, apparently your associate Roz left us here. Morgan was already left and gone from the park. Roz sounded like... Roz, sounded Roz like, sent you like an email. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't like... Like, they didn't interact with the pod. They almost certainly didn't come to the pod. Personally. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. They that. were under duress, though. If if there was any way Roz to get us out of there... Okay, so... Yeah. But that was 30 years ago. Yes. So, okay, so... Why didn't we, anybody come for us? What we do know is that Morgan's pod opened 30 years ago-ish, and he got out and then went and did nefarious things while our pod stayed closed. First order of business? I don't know if it was his first order of business. I There was... I, there was nothing that seemed haunt. Okay, he was not the best supervisor in terms of friendliness, but there was nothing overtly homicidal in his in his interactions with staff. I mean, he would yell sometimes, yes, but hey, no, I can't ask you that question. <laughs> You'd like to know Morgan's motivations. But Morgan is not. Morgan within, is not here, though. Morgan is not within short range yes. of me right now. Yes. It was more a matter of like, oh, retrospectively, but I don't do think so. No. Oh, okay. Have I said anything incorrect though? I don't think so. Okay. Okay, we haven't found a way out of the nest yet, though, right? Not as yet, in fact. How high is this nest? You don't know. Because we haven't found the way out. <laughs> we don't yet see. So there's just kind of filtered light coming in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not, like, super dense, covered in mud, but there's some places where, like, it kind of is. Like, when it rains, it will definitely get wet in here. If it rains, you're pretty sure it rains here. I mean, I could pull out my knife and try to cut to the side and see what... Assuming if it's a nest, there seems to be a natural place I can... Okay, First, but... give me two purple vigilance checks, please. Oh, yeah, but there's also my rucksack. Where did it go? Where was it pulled through? Through the wall? Through the wall. Well, that's where I'm going to start. Were you asking us both for vigilance? Yes, unless, please. Unless we get killed here in a minute. All my roll is advantages. Four advantages. Four advantages. Well, that'll be helpful in a little bit. I succeed with two more threats. Two more threats. Uh, okay, Mariah, this is simultaneously interesting and a little bit, you know, scary. Three, like, small bear-sized beetles. Imagine the bugs from Starship Troopers, but kind of furry. Show up from, like, and one of the possible... They're the size of bears? Like, small bears. Bigger okay. than a wolf, smaller than a bear. Okay, <laughs> like, what does small bear mean? Uh, size of a okay. deer? A deer is probably a okay appropriate size. Insects? Furry insects the Furry-ish size of deer? insects, yes, but, like... Chompers, sort of like the uh, Starship Troopers. If, Alexa, are you familiar with? This movie? I've seen it, but I don't remember. Like, like they were like giant. Kind of yeah, yeah. Cockroaches, maybe. Yeah, kind of like a cockroach, arachnid, yeah. anything in that family. Pincers. Pincers. Okay. Uh, where do these things show up? Uh, they show up near. Now it's clear that it's a tunnel out. Thirty seconds ago, that was not obvious. Uh, but yes, they have shown up, and there is like a screeching sound emanating from them. What do you do? Survival check. 
Well, that sounds like to me. <laughs> you wrestle them? You make them pets? <laughs> I, I take them home. Um, this is two purple, but there's two black dice because you have no idea how these creatures react. I should have taken that for survival. You have four advantages on your... Yes, yeah, so you can take two blue dice on okay. this. I actually... No, don't succeed. But guess what? Six advantages. You have six I'm advantages. I'm just escalating the advantages. Okay, a combat is starting. <laughs> you have six advantages. Do you have thoughts on those other than helping you with your initiative checks? So what became of the threats on my oh, perception? You had like, I succeeded the vigilance check. You succeeded the vigilance check. You know what, you're right. You should get a chance to do something. But you had threats. Do you want to take this as strain? Like, this is like, it's so engaging. Um, no. You're so, you see it happening, but it's so interesting. It's, this is new, new, like, moving life form. You probably get closer than you should. Um, I'm going to say you are going to start essentially engaged with them. Okay. Do you think that's too much? No. I mean, when Cleve was saying that, when Lex was saying that Cleve would make a survival check, my thought would have been that Mariah would have made sure, like would have backed up in such a way to be as far from the eggs as possible. Yes. You are not near the eggs. Okay. I won't give that much. So as long as I am not near the eggs, I'm okay with, with being momentarily transfixed by this very interesting looking creatures that just like, and actually Mariah has absolutely zero experience with natural environments whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so probably does not quite understand like how dangerous animals can be. Yes. That is definitely uh, how it feels. I'll give you your choice of cool or vigilance at this point for the initiative tracking. So that has no uh, negative dice. Cleave, you had a whole mess of advantages. You had six advantages. Your gun is already out. You already said that. Yeah. I think about this. Ah, you can spot, like, on the other side of the wall, just barely, your rucksack again. Okay. Um, you're going to have to get, like, get through these bugs to get to it. Right, right, right. But you can see it. Okay. Um, and you can take a blue dye on this shit. Okay. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds okay. great. I think I'm going to roll Vigilance. Okay. My cool is way better, but I don't think Mariah understands that a bug could attack him. Yeah. Even though it's good. And like it is furry, it's you looks maybe you could pet it. it. Looks kind of cute. Well, I mean, I uh, it's it's fair because I was thinking about should we take the eggs to eat? So, <laughs> so I mean, the bugs are right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. I got one yep. point zero. One point three. Okay, we have a bug a player, a bug a player. Ooh, these bugs are. It's not one minion group of bugs. No, there's one minion group of bugs, and there's one larger bug. Ah, I see, I see. You're not sure if it's the mom of the bug, the alpha bug. You're not sure how the bug hierarchy works around here. You're apparently not at the top. <laughs> the bug org chart. The bug org chart. <laughs> it's not clear yet. As long as these guys aren't HR, I think we're <laughs> safe. <laughs> Jam Danielle here. You might be wondering why I set this campaign 30 years after Planetfall rather than coincident with it. By setting up later, the world has already had some chance to develop into factions that the PCs have to deal with. This also ensures that there's a mix of built-up regions and wild regions. A campaign starting right at landing would have involved a lot more exploration and human versus nature conflicts than we wanted. I also wanted to see how the named NPCs changed over those 30 years. This gave the players something fresh to experience, even with an NPC they made. I did talk about the extra 30 years of cryosleep with my players before launching the campaign, however, 
As always, it is important to obtain consent. After all, this is a cooperative story among players and GM. I encourage groups to bounce ideas off each other and separate player from character knowledge. In this episode, we also hear about our first planet-side faction, Morgan Industries. One of Mariah's NPCs took inspiration from CEO Wadwudike Morgan from the Alpha Centauri video game. It was straightforward to project what 30 years of unchecked capitalism might look like on a pristine planet. You've been listening to Chronicles of Chiron, set in the world of Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri video game and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Danielle, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, Xenofungus is not the enemy.